Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushiro. Anna from Matamidi wants to know if Greg Holcomb is going to be at O'Gara's tomorrow. I don't know. It's hard to say. The guy's retired. He should come he, by. He's an artist. He beats to his own drummer. Will Engie be there? Uh, Welcome, stop by tomorrow, Garrett. Yeah. One to three. We should let people know. One to three. Everybody's invited. I want to thank him in person, too, because he gave me that really cool. Joe, I showed that to you. Yeah, it's very cool. The state logo, Rook, with all the different breweries. Yeah. It was and, very cool. And Troy wants us to know, the self-driving bus was stopped and it was hit. How could that ever be the bus's fault? The human is at fault. Hmm. I know reporting isn't what it used to be, but let's get all the facts out there, okay? All right. All right. Yeah. Mm, still don't like it. All right, I'm very confused, and I might need the director of social media. I'm going to grab a notepad here. <clears throat> it was a piece on the Channel 5 website. It's a piece in the Star Tribune. Uh, I guess it made all the local websites. Volleyball players suspended over video. Champlain Park High students rally versus racism as state attorney looms. Two players on the Champlain Park High School volleyball team have been suspended for Thursday's state tournament match against Moorhead. That would be today, right? Mm -hmm. After a video allegedly showing a player singing a rap song that included a derogatory term circulated on social media, the lawyer representing the player said Wednesday evening. Attorney Phil Villiam said the students and their parents adamantly oppose racism and that the dust-up that sparked a student rally against racism at the school on Wednesday was a result of a misunderstanding and fueled by information. I'm sorry, fueled by misinformation. The students are good kids and have repeatedly apologized, Williams said. They have suffered uh, trauma and they never intended to do anything racially inappropriate. I don't have time for the foghorn. The video showed one student wearing a sweatshirt with the letters CPVB, I, I would Champlain imagine Park Champlain Volleyball. Park Volleyball, okay. sewn on the front, singing a rap song that includes some racially inappropriate language, Williams said. Anoka Hennepin School District officials confirmed that they are talking with students at Champlain Park High School about behavior on social media after the video came to their attention Friday. The video was shot on a school bus in which students were headed to a school activity, said spokesman Jim Skelly, due to data privacy restrictions, the district can't say anything. So it's already went down. That's not helping matters as several versions of what has transpired over the past five days have circulated online. Some have created misinformation to which the district is not able to respond. Of course not. Uh, in a letter sent to Champlain Park parents and students, Principal Michael George said he was saddened by what occurred, but that the student behavior does not reflect the core values of the school district or Champlain Park. The impact of this has been disruptive and created feelings of fear for students and parents well beyond those who are directly involved. Uh, all right. Here's my question. Okay. Okay. I already know what I'm thinking. Oh, go ahead. Well, here's what I'm, maybe you're inside my head. Here's what I'm thinking. Maybe they were kids singing a rap song 
and that's the crap that's out there. You're in my... No, that's exactly what You're in my head. Well, or or they made one up with uh, racially insensitive words. I, I This is the first I'm hearing of the story. It's on the KSDP website, you said? Yeah, it's on that. It's, on the, it's in the tribute. Is the video... The, the 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 video the subject of the matter is that also part of the story or is it part of the video that they put on the website in other I, words did you watch it no i i don't have access to it it was a video the kids probably sent each other on their snapchats or whatever i don't know how it works because i think it's ridiculous okay facebook or whatever uh, but my point being if if they were singing a, a rap song that might very well be a popular rap song. Yes, they can. They have foul language, right? And that's doesn't. And, and you can make the argument that uh, kids, uh, even though that might be a top forty uh, uh, rap you're, song, this is you're I'm really dating. Give myself. me ten well, seconds. No, I just found it. Let me listen to it. Right. You're actually. This is what I say in my home when my kids are singing mm-hmm. songs yeah. that might uh, be uh, racially insensitive, right, or derogatory towards women, right. They say, "Well, it's a song." I don't want to no. hear you. I I tell them I don't want to hear you singing, right. and don't don't let anybody else hear you singing that. I think the crucial question I would love to establish is: Were they singing a, a popular rap song, or were they singing what they called a rap song that they made up? And in making it up, did they include a racially provocative terminology? Because that's one side of mm-hmm. the issue. The other side of the issue is. Quit listening to that crap you listen to. Yeah, I say that all the time. No, those songs aren't going to stand the test of time. So we have the director of social media right he's, now. He's monitoring it right he's now. He's listening to the song, and he will be able to tell us if that is a uh, a known rap song or it's something they just made up on the spur of the moment. The the Channel 5 story that I saw, they just showed the video of the students. They didn't, it didn't include, for obvious reasons, because it's probably laced with profanity, they didn't include that particular song in their story. Mm-hmm. But that would be my guess, is that it's a popular song that has lyrics in it that the school would find offensive and yeah. rightfully so because right. it's probably god awful music. Right. So can we do we presume then that they were white students? Well there there's all sorts of kids that are in this particular video of you know white, black, all, all, races? all races. I mean if black students had had sung along with the rap song would would they be uh, in trouble? It would seem to me they probably would not be. Although we had headdressing the other day at New Mexico State when a Native American professor was accused of racism for wearing a headdress. I don't know where we are if anymore. They're, if they're singing a song and it has those lyrics in it, they're just singing it. You're singing a Snoop Dogg song or a hardcore NWC song yeah. or NWA, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh uh, I guess that ship has sailed. Yeah, you have to err on the side of caution. Apparently there was a second incident, by the way. And yeah. it, forgive me if you mentioned this I while not. I was listening to the video. Uh, racist graffiti was also found in Champlain Park High School restroom. Messages were found the same day that the students protested. I don't, I don't necessarily see how we relate that to... Uh, kids on a bus singing a rap song. Well, that, this has, might be two completely unrelated. Oh, incidents. I think it has everything to do with one another. Really? Well, sure. How so? Well, because the students had gathered the, or had had um, congregated and and formulated their their pro, their protest and their walkout. Yeah. And this graffiti was found the same day. I, I think they both have right, the same right, to do with. All right. Well, I'm going to focus on the bus. It's one of two things. 
they either were singing a rap song that that is familiar to all of them because of their age group, in which case they're just parroting the crap that they listen to all day long. Mm -hmm. In which case, why in the hell are they in trouble? Uh, Well, they're in trouble because they're not quite wise enough yet to realize, don't sing that crap. Or two, they should be in big trouble if they made up a song that contains the racially provocative words. And we don't know that uh, because we don't know anything. That's a tough spot because... Because reporting isn't what it used to be. If I was reporting on this, I would want to know what were they singing? Right. And who was the quote-unquote artist behind it? If they were singing some... Even popular rap songs are are dreadful. Can can be misogynistic. Well, and in this hypersensitive world that we live in now, as a result of the... in, In school specifically is what I'm getting at... It's almost as if the administration has their hands tied. There's very little that they can do but not to suspend these kids. No, I understand. I understand. Uh, but but there's a certain degree of uh, innocence might be too strong of a word. There's a certain degree of naivete in go. the kids yeah. if they were merely singing a popular rap song that contained dreadful lyrics. I, I, can, I can certainly understand the argument that kids, you're wiser not to do that. Right. Uh, and but that to me is a completely different story than if they had created their own rap song on the bus on the way to a chess tournament or wherever the hell they were going, and they deliberately uh, made it provocative. That that would be one thing, but we don't know that. So what are you going to do? You want the story? Man. You want the story that indicates what? better than any other story? that I've ever come across that reporting isn't what it used to be? I do. I want, the, right. I want the cherry on the side. All right, here we go. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a Ph.D., Joe Suchere. Get a pen and paper. Don Bra. Both of you. Don Bra. Uh, paper, bro. Take down all the questions you're going to have about this story. Okay. This is from the Bangor, Maine Daily News. No wonder newspapers are in trouble. You ready? Mm-hmm. Pardon? Peter. Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Uh, my son goes to Champlin Park High School, so I heard you talking about it, and uh, you are correct that uh, the girls were singing a popular rap song on the bus huh. that included uh, the offensive word. Right. Well, again, then, they're just singing the crap they listen to on the radio. That's what I try to tell my son. Yes, sir. Um, and that uh, we weren't made for these times. But no, we aren't. The, uh, the, the protest was about the fact that the girls weren't suspended, but now they are. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, Joe. Yep. Is it Russ? Russ. Go ahead, please. Well, in most school districts, I don't know what Champlain Park's policy is, but most school districts have a uh, a policy about these kinds of incidents, and and uh, in many school districts, it's it's a uh, automatic two-week suspension or two-game suspension, whichever is more strenuous. And they have a parent-athlete meeting uh, before their season starts. So I think you hit it on the head earlier. These girls were very naive, mm-hmm. but they did know they did know what that there were going to be penalties for this sort of being involved in this sort of thing. All right, I would guess. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the story that most definitively proves that reporting isn't what it used to be. You guys write down all your questions. I've got notes here. Uh, Banger, Maine Daily News. Dispute over untied shoelace led to Walmart, Walmart gunfire. Augusta, Maine. A violent struggle inside a Maine Walmart started with a comment over an untied shoelace and ended with gunfire, according to the one of according to one of the men involved. But police say a death outside the store was unrelated. Investigators say 31-year-old Robert Potter pulled a gun on another customer during an argument Monday night at the Walmart in Augusta. They say the gun went off as the other man tried to disarm him. No one was hit. Police say a woman apparently witnessed the fight and ran to the parking lot where she suffered a medical emergency and died. The other man involved in the fight, Kevin Roberge, tells the Kennebee Journal the dispute started when he told Potter one of his boots was untied. Potter was arrested and hospitalized for unspecified treatment. That's the end of the story. That's all they're going to give us? That's all they have. So the principles are Robert Potter, okay, who apparently was the fellow with an untied boot. Mr. Potter. Younger brother of Harry. <laughs> untied boot. Okay. That's and, how he's described. Got it? And Kevin Roberge is the fellow who said, hey, one of your boots is untied. Right. Hey, hey, uh, hey buddy, you're going to trip there. At which point, apparently, Potter pulls out a gun, Whoa. which went off as the other man, who must be Roberge, tried to disarm him. All right, so he says, hey, your shoe's untied. Yeah. Uh, he turns around. He's immediately pulls up. Potter pulls out a gun, and Roberge tries to, oh, he's got a gun. i got to get that away from him. And as there's a scuffle, the gun goes off. No one was hit. Okay. Why then was Potter, I can understand why he's arrested, he pulled out a gun and it went off. Yep. But why was he hospitalized and for unspecified treatment? What What was the treatment? If no one was hit, right, what happened? Why did a, a third party who witnessed this, a woman... Yeah, that was one of my questions. Why did she flee to the parking lot and why did she die? And why did she? what, what caused her medical emergency? Right. That was going to be my question. Cardiac right? arrest. Right. Uh, right. This is horrible. This is no wonder papers are dying. And this was what paper do you say? Banger, Banger, Maine Daily News. Ooh. Dispute over untied shoelace led to Walmart Walmart gunfire. See the first question I wrote down, putting my mayoral cap on. Mm -hmm. What kind of shoes? Well, boots. But they were boots. You explain that, that you later. lace up. Yeah. You know. He wasn't wearing Chuck Taylors. For deer hunting or something. You know, <laughs> boots. One of his boots was untied. Sure. Now, now did that, they know that, each other? That was another question. Well, this is why reporting isn't what it used to be. They have a history. Was it? We uh, have no idea. Yeah. And and I I'm not sure. I'm a I'm a fairly uh, alert to other people. I'm alert to my surroundings. I'm not sure I'd bother to tell a guy his shoe was untied. No, I uh, I'm going to keep that in house. That's your problem, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and if the, the the right response would be, thank you, thank you, or hey, I, I'll take care of it, and then you know keep walking or stop and tie your shoe. Those are two options for Potter, to to acknowledge 
with gratefulness oh, or hey, disdain. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Right. Yeah, I or thanks, pal. I got it. I, uh, and then keep walking and decide to tie it or not. You're saying it's a quick trigger finger to go right to the gun. Man, well, how about the other day, the guy whose wife tripped over a toy shopping <clears throat> cart. Right. He pulls out his gun. First action. Right. This is a, a breach of etiquette, shall we say. Well, that wouldn't even be etiquette at, at some level. Based on what we know about those two characters, the main character and, and the Pennsylvania character who pulled the gun on the on the when his wife tripped, I don't want either of them to own guns. No, nope. But nope. you know, there's no really. I can't do anything about it. So a guy, so Roberge, yep, Kevin Roberge, uh, said the dispute started when he told Potter one of his boots was untied. Potter, at that point, pulled a gun, and uh, the gun went off as the other man, who must be Roberge, tried to disarm him. No one was hit. Police say a woman apparently witnessed the fight and ran to the parking lot where she died. What happened to her? Uh, if no one was hit, why did Potter have to go to the hospital for unspecified treatment? What was No, specify what happened. Please specify what, what's going on. Well, there's got to be a follow-up story to this. Reeves? Yeah. Go to the banger. Daily News. There's got to be a follow-up. Hey, afternoon edition. Here's what the uh, here's what Ray didn't get in the Excuse morning me. edition. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hmm. Do you think there's still evening papers in America? Probably not. No. Maybe the online version was updated. Was okay, there, was updated. There? You know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, here's the updated version from the morning story. Banger. This is 4.41 p.m. yesterday, updated today at 6.18 a.m. Oh, I think this is all the update you're going to get. Wow, the uh, Banger Daily News doesn't yeah. really have a... Their website's a little little outdated. Um, well, Banger's a big city. Yeah, Banger's By a... main standards, mm -hmm. Augusta's the capital. But regardless, that's And this so... happened in Augusta. All right, shoes, mm -hmm. boots, shooting. I'm not finding it on the website. I'm just, I'm looking. We'll what would the what does the editor say when he sees that? Because he would probably read the paper every day. Apparently, he didn't see it in time. Uh, Garage Logic will be back in just a moment. Thank you, Joe. Partly sunny and 22 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Uh, Joe, after I do some sports and a couple stories, yeah, I have a, a more in-depth story on your banger main shooting. Oh, wonderful! And uh, I'll, I'll do that. So right. there's a little news tease. We'll have that in a few uh, minutes right. for you. Oh, a little teaser in your newscast. Wild lose four to two to Toronto last night. They are right back at it, playing the Canadians in Montreal this evening. The Wolves lost big to the Warriors out on the West Coast. They are now off until Saturday. They'll play the Suns in Phoenix. Uh, the football uh, tournament, the uh, Class 6A, gets underway this evening. There are two games only today. St. Michael Albertville plays Maple Grove at Park Center High School at 7 o'clock, and Eden Prairie will play Lakeville North at Chanhassen High School at 7 this evening. She's going to be a brisk evening for some football. Who plays tonight? A yep. chilly. We got, uh, let's see, we got St. Michael Albertville playing Maple Grove and Eden Prairie taking on Lakeville North. Oh, boy. And... St. Paul United hockey team up against Edina. Big it's deal. That's it's not, that's not important. It's a big deal, dummy. It's, it's preseason. It is a big deal. It's preseason. No, so this is the first game of the year. Oh. All right. Eden Prairie versus Lakeville North. That's a that's a playoff game? That's usually a final. That's a, that's a playoff game. That's in my neck of the woods. I might stop by. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, news notes from today. It's a jam. Come on. 
Abdullah Yusuf, a Minnesota man convicted in 2015 of terrorism-related charges, has been released from a halfway house. In ordering his release in a hearing today at the federal courthouse in Minneapolis, Judge Michael Davis asked Yusuf if he was prepared to be ostracized by a portion of his community. He responded, yes. Yusuf will return to his parents' home in Burnsville. He pleaded guilty in February 2015 to conspiring to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. He was also found to be in violation of a supervised release in May. When he admitted to probation officers, he had watched a CNN documentary about ISIS at the halfway house, despite the terms of his probation requiring him to not possess, view, access, or otherwise use material that reflects extremist or terroristic views. The conditions of his probation were unchanged following the violation. He was ordered to return to the halfway house. His probation officer said at this morning's hearing, Yusuf had been a role model in the halfway house, and he is opening up more and becoming more comfortable in his own skin. A McLeod County man whose wife was killed by a distracted driver says the state's antiquated laws, his words, must change to make cell phone distractions carry the same weight as alcohol or drugs when it comes to deadly crashes. I could not agree more with this guy. Ryan Verdick said in an interview, it was a misdemeanor to kill my wife and that doesn't sit well with my family. Verdick's wife, Penny, was hit and killed while riding her bike along County Road 3 in Glencoe in April 2015. The driver, Emily Givens, was charged with criminal vehicular homicide, which is a felony, but she was convicted only of careless driving, which is a misdemeanor. Right? 30 days in the case. Yep. Must have got in Minnesota, it's Alco- as bad as drunk driving. It, it's it's worse too because there are way more people that are on the road that are not paying attention, looking at their phones, than there are that are, that have been boozing. But how do we get the youth of America to to real? It's just as if they snub their nose and just say, eh, "I don't care." Then, as a parent, you don't let them drive. It's that simple. I unfortunately I agree with Mister Olson. I think <laughs> that ship has left the. Uh, Doc, as they say. Yeah, the, the, the kids right. we just, But we can't just sit back trouble. and do nothing. No, we, I agree. I, I think definitely it should be a felony. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, and until there are stricter laws, nothing will change. Well, Not any, Nothing will change. President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping said today they have agreed to pursue the denuclearization of North Korea together as the president promised not to replicate what he called failed approaches of his predecessors. Trump and Xi met with U.S. and Chinese officials for two hours this morning and in joint statements to reporters affirmed their commitment to addressing the threat posed by North Korea. President Trump's longtime confidant Keith Schiller privately testified that he rejected a Russian offer to send five women to then-private citizen Trump's hotel room during their 2013 trip to Moscow for the Miss Universe pageant. Schiller, Trump's former bodyguard and personal aide, testified that he took the offer as a joke. On the way up to Trump's hotel room that night, Schiller told the billionaire businessman about the offer, and he says Trump laughed it off. Schiller told all of this to the House Intelligence Committee earlier this week. After several minutes outside of Trump's door, which was Schiller's practice as Trump's security chief, he said he left the area. Members of the committee raised the matter because of salacious allegations laid out in a dossier compiled by former British agent Christopher Steele, an opposition research document funded by doc, uh, by Democrats, excuse me, detailing alleged ties between Trump and his associates with Russians. Actor Kevin Spacey, still facing those mounting allegations of sexual harassment and assault, will no longer appear in Ridley Scott's forthcoming movie, All the Money in the World. The filmmakers have taken the rare move of completely editing Spacey out of the film and replacing him with another actor. Christopher Plummer will take over Spacey's role in the film, which, despite the last-minute change, still set for release 
on December 22nd. Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer. The captain? Wasn't he in Sound of Music? Captain Von uh, Trapp. He was, yes. He's 190. He was, he's, uh, he's, he, he can get him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Holy mackerel. He can still get him. Uh, that's, should we go back to Maine here Please. for that story? Please. All right, a little more in depth From here. where did you see, uh, get this? This was from... Um, uh, Maine Central News? Yeah, centralmaine.com, I Centralmaine.com. Yes. You did some homework. Uh, I tried, yes. Yeah. Uh, the shooting incident, which you talked about, it happened inside a Walmart. Uh, Robert Potter, 31, arrested by Augusta, Maine police on charges of reckless conduct with a dangerous weapon, later charged with criminal threatening with a dangerous weapon, which is a felony. Uh, Kevin J. Roberge, the other man involved in the confrontation with Potter, said in an interview this week that he had never touched a gun at all in his life before he grabbed the barrel of the Glock that he said Potter pointed at him Monday night. Any, any word there about because Roberge had said your shoes are untied? Uh, it does uh, mention it a little all later, right, yes. Right, uh, right. In fact, well, right. you'll see. It's, yeah. it's a little more in-depth than the story that... Uh, the no, Al, he said Glock. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roberge said... Uh, he, he said uh, he's been through hell for the last six or seven months physically. He had gastric uh, gastric bypass in 2003. Okay, now, this is reporting. Uh-huh. We're getting it right down to the gastric bypass. Okay, gastric bypass, I picture immediately he's a, a big bigger guy. guy. Yeah, a big yeah, guy. Right? He's been nutrient deficient, especially on proteins, and he said, after going through all that, I wouldn't allow that man to kill me. All right. I also thought of my 81-year-old mother and what it would do to her. I wouldn't allow this man to do any harm to me because that somewhere here. would kill my mother. Yep. Uh, Roberge and Potter, and you guys asked this question, did not know each other this before is reporting, this altercation. Though. All right. They both live in the area of that Walmart. Okay. Uh, court records do show that Potter had been convicted in September 2016 of theft by unauthorized talking, uh, taking, excuse me, of a night vision thing from Walmart, he was fined and ordered to pay restitution. All right. Uh, he also uh, was guilty of criminal trespass at Walmart and told he was not supposed to ever be in the store. Ooh. The following month... Like a ban. Potter was convicted on an assault charge on a police officer and was fined 300 bucks. In other words, he shouldn't even have a gun. That's correct. Right. Now, uh, on his Facebook page, uh, Potter lists the U.S. Army as his employer from 2008 to 2013. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Roberge's account of Monday night mirrors what's in the news release uh, from the uh, police. In the police account, Potter became engaged in a verbal confrontation with another customer. At one point during the argument, Potter brandished a firearm, pointing it at the customer. Who uh, was not Roberge. Uh, no, it is Roberge. Right? Oh, it is Roberge. It is Roberge, right. yes. Yeah, it is Roberge. Right. Uh, Roberge uh, said his version shortly before 8 o'clock, he was in a motorized cart passing the credit union in Walmart on his way to transfer his groceries into a shopping cart and take them outside. Wow. <laughs> now, this is very detailed reporting. Wow, this is this is what I'm after. When he noticed the loose bootlace on the man nearby. Huh. I said to the man, your bootlace is untied and I don't want you to trip. Porter, whose name Roberts didn't know until earlier this week. Potter. Uh, Potter, I'm sorry. Yeah. Followed. See, I didn't. I, I need cheaters. I should yeah. have cheaters. Followed him as he transferred his groceries to the cart and crossed to the Dunkin' Donuts counter to wait for a cab. <laughs> wow, this is detail. Robert, this is like a reality I show. Like this. Yes. Robert, Robert said he couldn't understand what Potter was saying to him. He said he aggressively grabbed my arm and I told him, "You better let go of my arm now." Then he lifts up his shirt and pulls out the Glock. Wow. Robert said that's when he grabbed the barrel with his left hand and pushed the gun down. Uh, the whole thing ended up, of course, with the shot being fired. At one point, Robert said he tried to distract Potter, still holding the barrel in his left hand. Robert said he stuck out his right hand. I said, my name's Kevin. 
what's yours? Wow. When the gun discharged, Robert said it was pointed down at an angle. He didn't know where the bullet ended up. Their struggle brought them out in front of the counter. Police had gotten there. They ordered Potter to the ground and started shouting. He started shouting his military rank. Robert said he didn't want to press charges, but police said that's not possible at this point. Robert said the gentleman is a vet. I don't think he was together mentally. What about the gal who ran out in the parking lot and keeled over? Uh, she, when all of this started, ran to her car where she suffered the medical event, according to police officers. And they are saying they don't think it had anything to do with this. So she but, had the big one. Well, that's... Do we have an age on her? No, not uh, we, the hour, huh? We don't have an age on her. we got a size. Just wonder says a woman, not a size older, or age. I wonder if she was an older she, gal. Uh, scooter gal or no? Uh, no. Not sure. Well, John, thank you. You bet. That uh, nice that's work, quite uh, quite clarifying. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Dave Dahl coming up. Here's Dave Dahl. We dropped a degree, Joe. We're down to 21, and the wind chill of six above right now, thanks to a northwest wind at 20, gusting to 25. It's definitely a bitter day. Uh, outside across not only here in the Twin Cities, but across much of the upper Midwest. Actually, it's very cold behind that front that came through uh, late last night. Did produce a little coating of snow in a few spots. We're expecting clear skies tonight, the coldest we've been so far this season, down to 13. Tomorrow's high back up to 30 with increasing clouds. There will be a chance some light snow developing late tomorrow evening through tomorrow night. That should taper off to just some flurries in the morning on Saturday, otherwise warming up. 42 on Saturday, up to 40 again on Sunday. And then next week, 44 Monday, all the way up to 50 on Tuesday with a chance of some scattered rain showers. And we stay in the 40s after that for Wednesday and Thursday as well. Uh, going for a low tonight, though, down to the coldest so far this season, down to about 13. That's the coldest since March 15th. Um, it's going to be a chilly morning. Right now, though, Joe, we're at 21, and I have the records for the day. Don't tell me. I'm going to give it to you. November 9. You got it. I played golf a year ago today. I bet it was about 65. I, I wouldn't know. It wasn't a record. because No, no, it wasn't a record, but it was delightful. Record high is 70 for this date. 70. And that was in 1999. 1999. Record low is 12. 12? In 19, uh, three years here. 1926, 1933, and 1945. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Well, according to a British psychologist, where are you on Christmas music? You like Christmas music? I really like Christmas music. But, you, Reeves? Um, yeah, I just, I get a little tired of it when you hear it. I was, told that, uh, I was told that I had to wait. I, well, I, I, can't, I can't play it early. Well, I, I understand. You mean at home? Uh, at home, yes. Well, according to a British psychologist, Christmas music is bad for your mental health. Is it really that bad? What? Listening to Christmas music could harm a person's mental health, clinical psychologist Linda Blair told Sky News. Blair said the continuous playing of Christmas music in the car or at stores reminds people of all the things they need to do before the holiday arrives. You're simply spending all of your energy trying not to hear what you're hearing, Blair told Sky News. Blair said store workers were more at risk of being mentally drained by the array of cheerful music. The same songs being played constantly makes it hard for employees to tune it out and unable to focus on anything else. Christmas music is likely to... Irritate people if it's played too loudly and too early, Blair said. The Tampa Bay Times reported Best Buy began playing holiday music on October 22nd, 
making the electronic store the first to stream the songs. A few days later, other stores such as Sears, uh, Ulta, and Michaels followed suit. Mood Media's programming executive Danny Turner told the Tampa Bay Times that he urges stores to stop playing novelty music because it could annoy customers. The one I have in mind is the 12 Days of Christmas, Turner told the Tampa newspaper. Once I'm at the third day, I'm counting how many days are left. You don't want any songs that feel like they last for 12 days. The newspaper also conducted a poll about the most appropriate time to start playing Christmas music. More than half of the participants said it was best to begin listening to Christmas. They say holiday music. It's Well, if you're talking about Christmas music, it's Christmas music. Uh, most say after Thanksgiving. Uh, when is it best to start listening to Christmas music? 11% said after Halloween. 54% said after Thanksgiving. 24% said December 1st. And 11% say, I like it anytime. I don't want to hear it in July. This is Silver Belt. This must be the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> that would cause uh, that would cause problems. That would cause problems. Do you hear what I hear? That's too good. Well, this was um, this was uh, Dylan and the Royce. The Jewish boy from the Iron Range and the Catholic boy from Fulda. Oh, holy night! <laughs> the lights are the lights are bright and shining. Come together to give you a Christmas you will never forget. To face and to fade, the plans that we made, walking in a window Imagine yourself sitting by the roaring fire as the children get ready to open their presents and playing in the background. We three kings from Orient are because we traveled so far. Da 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 Oh, well, forget. Yeah. Dylan's doing Christmas songs. Dylan, Royce. No, well, no, well. Their way, the Christmas album. Stores now. That's all I know. <laughs> oh. I have not heard a single Christmas song yet, for which I'm grateful. I, on November 1st, uh, completely trolling in my home with everybody around, said, Hey, I'm going to, hey, Google, uh, play some Christmas carols. Four people at once jumped on me as if to say, No, no, no. You have to wait until after Thanksgiving. I would think so. Because you know what? You do get sick of them for, what, three and a half weeks? Oh, it's just horrible. But the first, or at least the first major snowfall. You can still do Let It Snow or Winter Wonderland. Can't you listen to those? They're wintry. I, I guess, you know, or baby, it's cold outside if you get the real lyrics. Get the right lyrics. Got to get the real lyrics, not the power washed um, lyrics. In what we were just talking about, uh, a couple of emails mm-hmm. uh, in the Walmart thing. If the woman is like... Um, the most I see in Walmart, she died of exhaustion if she ran. Yeah, That's what uh, one guy. And Ray says, we were born in 1950, 
and we watch the Three Stooges. Anybody that watches the Stooges knows your shoe is untied means the subject will look down and then the attacker will punch kick him, usually shins, steal something and get away with it. Gun guy action justified. This guy, though, but this the guy who said your shoes untied was on a mobility scooter. Well, he hasn't. Yeah, he, he had the gastric bypass. He let go. Well, I'm glad John looked that up because that uh, that gives me uh, that gives me optimism that there are still people out there that follow up and fill in the blanks. Plus, uh, that really uh, gave me my mental picture of what was going on. The yeah. scooter, the big guy. And they went to the donut counter and the, they had to switch the groceries over and. Can you buy groceries in Walmart? I, think I guess it has to so. Be a supermarket, super Walmart. Not all of them are fully groceryized. Groceryized? I, well, Sell it, groceries. It is now because you just. Uh, <laughs> I think you just made it I up. Think it's groceryized. Groceryized. That's I for your eye and a Z D. Yeah, like not your eyes that you see <laughs> or a Y. Okay, Frosty the Snowman. Oh, you can't you can't sing when I'm singing. You just have to wait. Here's okay. YouTube. Are Frosty, you done with Frosty? Snowman was this a jolly old big snowman. <laughs> okay. Well, this I'm would sorry, drive people crazy. This would. Yeah. Listen, he thinks he can sing. Silver he can't bell. sing. He thinks he's an actor. Like a lounge act. This must be the spirit of Christmas, isn't oh, it? Something Just like that. Tell me when you're done. That's that's silver bells. That's that's it for silver. We three king. No! You wanted that. You wanted that for sure. All right, all right. It's my turn. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. What's the okay. name of that one? On the first What's day of the name of that one? Come well, Santa Claus yep. here. Come Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. See, that would drive people that crazy. Would. Yeah, that, that didn't help that year, whatever year you guys did that. That was, was a Monday Night Sports song. That's the soundtrack of hell right there. Yeah, it oh is. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Sports Next.